This is Josie Brown with Author Provocateur. Today, my guest is USA Today bestselling author, Tara Taylor Quinn, who has penned over 75 novels and counting. She is a go-to read for any Harlequin super romance reader. In her Where Secrets Are Safe series, the plots revolve around members or supporters of the Lemonade Stand Women's Shelter. Their second chances are truly happily ever afters. This April, both Tara and I will be at the Barber Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend 2018 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thanks for joining me here today, Tara. Thrilled to be here. <laughs> um, Tara, I love the passion that you have for such a wonderful cause, uh, domestic abuse, and that you put it into your novels. And I know this came from your own personal experience. Um, thanks for telling our listeners how and why you write about it and in such a way that inspires others to discuss the topic. You're welcome to me. Like you said, it's my passion. Um, I just feel it all the way to my soul. And having lived it, I know how tough it is. I know from the inside out how tough it is. And, and I think that it's like the books that I write where it says you take lemons and make lemonade. That's why the women's shelter is called the lemonade stand because it's very true. You can let that keep you down or you can take what you can and make something positive out of it. So I have these experiences and I have this understanding and rather than letting it haunt me and weigh me down, I use it to lift others if I can. You know, it's, it just, it helps me to help others. I think it's a beautiful way of not only um, uh, processing your your history and feelings with it, but also reaching out to others who may have had the same experience. Right. And well, you know, one in four women are victims. And I did not know that when I, when I was in the situation. I wish I had because you feel like you're the only one. It's such a private, insular situation to be in. And you blame yourself anyway, and you feel like you're the only one. And had I known that there was all of this help out there, you know, it would have made my life so much better, so much easier to process it all. So, Is uh, the Lemonade Stand Women's Shelter based on a place you know? Is there such a place like that? Um, yes and no. So no, it's not. What it actually is is the shelter I created... Um, my editor at Harlequin years ago had asked me to if I would do a series based on a women's shelter because she knew my situation and she felt like it was based with the way, because I write such emotionally intense fiction anyway. And so she asked me, was I willing to do that? And I said, yes. Yeah. So this series idea actually started years ago. And, um, and what I did was create in my mind the shelter that I would have loved to have had when I was in need. Right. So it's a shelter that's designed because one of the big things about um, women who have been mistreated is the feeling that you're, you're not good enough and, and you're ugly. You know, that's whether it's a physical ugliness or an ugliness of the heart. Um, you just feel when, after you've been battered, you're ugly. I mean, there's just no way around that. And so when they try to tell you all of the rhetoric 
sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other because you're already in that mind of, well, I'm different. I'm the only one that's this bad or I'm the only one that, you know, not in a selfish way, but you just, you're so battered down. You can't believe good about yourself. Right. And so the thought I had was if you're and, and the problem with shelters is that they never have enough money and you are, you, you know, you've been forced to flee your home. And sometimes, you know, you don't live in a nice home, but a lot of times you do. Right. And you've been forced that you've worked hard. You you have a nice car and you have a lovely home that you have kept up, that you, you've worked and you've earned money for and you've paid mortgage and you've kept that home up. And now all of a sudden you're living with your kids in a room that you're sharing with other people and you're being forced to use trial-sized toothpaste of an unnamed brand because you have nothing. Right, right. That doesn't help you feel good about yourself. Not at that all. makes you feel like even more of a loser. Mm. So, you know, it's it's while you feel it, 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 it's a necessary thing and you have to get out and the shelters are fabulous. Don't get me wrong. They do everything they can, but they just don't have all of the money they need all the time. So what I did was create a shelter that was designed to make women feel beautiful. It's a it's a resort like atmosphere off the coast of California. Ah. And, and one of my dreams is to hit it big enough to be able to help something like that happen. Oh. I would just love, I would love to see something like that happen. I just think it would be, to me, it would be the culmination of my life to see something like that happen. So, but that's where that came from. Um, I have visited a lot of shelters. I do, um, I do different things to each year. I do some something to raise money or awareness for domestic violence. Um, last year, it was a drive to have people donate to their local shelters. Right. And Harlequin was involved with me in that. And so we chose winners. You know, we did all year long. People could could d- donate to their shelter. That was an entry. And then we chose winners for different prizes. So every year, it's something different. And, and um I have visited a lot of shelters through that. We've held uh, inline skates, um, skating for, you know, for professional skaters where they skate and all of the money goes to domestic violence. Oh, that's so great. So, yeah. And I, I actually had another opportunity through Harlequin. They had chosen me to write one of their More Than Words. I don't know if you know about their More Than Words program, but it's every year they put out a book of novellas from some of their more well-known authors. And um, people write in about charities and try to have their charity taken to be in more than words because the authors write the stories for free and then the publisher publishes them and then all of the proceeds go to the charities for that particular year. Ah, well, nice. Chose, the one year, the charity they chose was called Strengthen Our Sisters. And um, Strengthen Our Sisters was the very first domestic violence shelter in the United States. It's actually still going. It was started by a woman named Sandra Ramos, and she's largely responsible for all of the domestic violence laws in, in our country. Wow. Because she, when she started back in the early 70s, that was still in the day when a woman didn't speak out against her husband. It was a domestic situation. You two need to deal with it. Right. The courts didn't, and there was no money for for domestic violence 
I was really lucky to meet Sandra. She actually came to Arizona and stayed with us. And when we had a charity skate where we were putting the money to, to, I did separately, had a charity skate. And I also donated that money to Sandra's Strength and Our Sisters. Wow. So, and then Harlequin donated the portion of the More Than Words um, anthology to that, to her too. So what a great, what a great meeting of the minds. Yeah. It's just, it's really, really worked out. And I'm really excited because, um, the, the publishing program that I was writing this series for Harlequin Super Romance, um, is going to be ending in June. Mm. And so I was, I was distraught because I've been writing for them since the early nineties, number one, right. But I've been I've been contracted with that line since 1992 without break, and so of course that was devastating. But um, but the company um, has picked up the series in a different publishing program. Wonderful! So I'm really excited, yeah. So we're going to be continuing on with the series just with a different program. So I think that's not just important from a, a public knowledge standpoint, but because you write it so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you also write uh, your family secret series uh, as part of the heartwarming Harlequins. Um, what are the family dynamics that are important to you in in those books? Well, Family Secrets was just a it was just a three book um, start and finish thing. I'm actually not writing for Heartwarming. I did just a couple of um, the the senior editor for Heartwarming was my super romance editor, and she had asked me to do a few books for them, so I did. Right. Um, just kind of on the side, it um, Family Secrets was just it was supposed to be more light and fun, but my writing is just always emotionally intense, so that's where it went. Um, and it's it was a cooking show. So, and it was a, a reality cooking show where they used, um, they competed with uh, family secret recipes. Ah. So that's why it was supposed to be fun. And then every um, hero and heroine, there was something in there, you know, in each of the three books, um, the conflict kind of revolved around a family secret. Mm. So it all kind of came together and each book was different. Um, the first book, um, the hero was a contestant on the cooking show. Actually, they both were. The hero and heroine met as contestants on the cooking show. But the family secret was that he um, felt that he was responsible for his first wife's death. And he was carrying around this horrible guilt. And I, I don't know where these things come from. They don't <laughs> plan them. It was, just, it was supposed to be a fun cooking show thing, and then it turned into that. And then the second one... Um, was a uh, soldier, a returned soldier with PTSD, and the secret there was his. He had rehooked up with a high school girlfriend who had a who had a child uh, that he didn't know about, and turned out it was his child. Uh, and he's he's PTSD, so he doesn't think he is somebody who can raise his son or raise a child or you know have children because he doesn't want to expose them to that. Right. Anyway, I frankly love both those plots because you add a depth to you know all of life is sweetness and dark, and you know uh, you know in cooking terms it's bittersweet. So I think you hit on the bittersweet of those two relationships beautifully, and I'm I would imagine Barbara Vay's readers would be as interested in those uh, because you know, those looking for a little light, but want a little depth in the story, you, you hit it right there. 
Right. I've tried to do the lighter comedy, too, because you have readers that just love that, but I just can't. So I quit trying. You know what? Do my natural gift. I'm not that. Exactly. You got to write what you got to write, you know, and exactly right. it, you don't have to write what everybody else is writing because, you know, it's not going to have the same veracity as if somebody loves your voice, they're going to love your voice for what you write. That's exactly right. And that's all. And, and those that, that do like it aren't going to like it if I switch it. But I finally just came to peace with that to know that everybody has to do what everybody has to do because that's their, you know, somebody else is already doing light and fluffy. That's what they're called to do, but I'm not. So Ex that's not my place. Exactly. I, I have to serve my own purpose. So now, um, I would, I would totally be at peace with that. That's, that's exactly what, you know, that's your gift. Is this your first Barbara Bay event? It is. Oh, cool. I can't believe it all these years. Yeah, I'm a newbie. It's so hard to believe. You're a virgin. Been, You're a virgin. It's been a long time since I felt that way. <laughs> well, you're going to be so enraptured with, with how she sets it up and how warm the readers are and how um, how friendly the other authors are. You're going to fit right in. No problems there. I'm really excited about it. It's been so long since I've had non-working reader writing time. I just, I just can't wait. Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off. <laughs>